What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Run Your Mouth podcast here in the studio, cooking along. It is the Run Your Mouth uh, Global World Headquarters. And, you know, pretty sure, pretty soon, I'll actually uh, show you guys what these uh, World Headquarters look like here. We've got Biden himself and the lizard people fixing the signals, broadcasting this out. No, here's uh, here's what I wanted to talk about. You know, I had a whole thing for today's show. It was stewing around in my brain. I was talking about it a little bit on the last part of the problem. I was on a phone call with a friend the other day, and we were debating this. And uh, aside from what's going on in Texas, which seems really exciting, Foghorn, Leghorn, and, uh, you know, uh, Yosemite Sam getting out there, pistols in the air, growing out their beards, people taking their trucks down to the border, getting their monster trucks ready. You got all these governors in their other states going, we're going to get Texas's back. The whole country's getting ready for a big old scramble about whether or not you're going to place barbed wire there. Shit down in Texas. That shit's getting exciting. But generally speaking, I've come to learn something with uh, following uh, all the political shenanigans, and that's uh, bet on boredom. That's what I'm starting to learn. Just bet on boring. You bet I'm boring. I've been out here. I've been talking for years. Hey, people's penises are going to fall off. Uh, you know, COVID vaccines are going to cause all the women to, to, to flood to outside my apartment as I fish for them with tuna fish cans. Uh, the economy is going to collapse. The stock market's coming down. You know, constant exciting storylines of people going to jail, of, uh, you know, the domestic terrorism. But you know what I've learned? Just bet on boring. Nothing exciting actually ever happens. The financial markets somehow just continue to roll on. Banks keep getting bailouts. No one reports on the things. Epstein gets killed in a prison cell. The list comes out. No one looks into it. It just seems like the machine just constantly marches on and nothing that exciting ever happens. Is Fauci ever going to be held accountable? Are we ever going to look into what was going on that no one was able to see their loved ones show up to work, had to stay home, wear a mask and be six feet apart all the time? Are we ever going to look into that? Are we ever going to like remember the whole Trump Russia agent thing? Remember that whole thing? And then uh, they put out an investigative report and go, yeah, mistakes were made. But, you know, as long as they follow the protocols that they ignored the last time, then everything will be fine in the future. It just seems like there's so many storylines. There's so many horrible things that are happening all the time. And you know what we do? We just move on from them with nothing all that exciting that happens. And I got a general theory that when it comes to what government's trying to ram down our throats, they don't really know what they can get away with. They've got to test the signal. They got to see how we're going to react with things. Uh, and for example, do you guys remember when there was one, at one point in time where Fauci wanted to cancel Christmas and then everyone got really upset? So he just turned around. He's like, no, no, we can actually have Christmas. I was wrong. We got the science wrong on that one. And I think, you know, you've had all this hoopla of uh, that Donald Trump is going to have all these court cases. He's going to go down. They're not going to let him possibly run in the election. And I think as I'm learning from this Cary Lake thing, there's more backroom door dealings that that's where all the excitement happens. It's in the back rooms where they cut each other deals. They go, hey, as long as you let me have this war, you can get back into office. As long as you promise not to shut down the CIA, as long as you promise to get the FBI a new building and then just move it to another state so that you can pretend like you were actually trying to reform the FBI. You know what I'm sensing here? I'm sensing that Donald Trump will become the next president. They're not going to rig the thing on him. And there's the backroom door deals that have to go down will go down. And here was another one. You guys remember this one? I remember when this one was getting reported, when uh, Mitch McConnell basically told Donald Trump, hey, listen, if you give Assange a pardon, you're going to have some real problems. And you know what Donald Trump did? He played ball. 
He didn't go after the deep state machine. He didn't go, hey, Assange is a person who published information that should have been available. Let us all know that the NSA was spying on us. When he had a chance to try and actually prod at the deep state and go, hey, I'm going to free this guy who was actually just doing journalism. Is that what he did? No, because he got a threatening phone call from uh, from Mitch McConnell. And you know what he decided to do? He decided to play ball. So that's where I think uh, that that's uh, th- th- listen, I'm, I'm not making too bold of a prediction here. And I'm not saying this is an absolute. You never know the way the thing, the wheel starts to turn. Maybe they can actually sell us on the fact that Donald Trump is a criminal. But I think that's what it's about. I think it was about testing the signal. It's let's load this guy up with court cases and let's see if we can sell it to the American people that what Donald Trump tried to do on January 6th was run an insurrection and that he stole classified documents that could, uh, you know, uh, that could uh, leave the country vulnerable. They try these things. They tried the storylines. They tested the signal and it didn't work. And I think uh, there's not enough uh, public outrage against Donald Trump. If anything, every time they bring some of these court cases, they make him out to be a little bit more of a hero. That's what it seems. It seems like, if anything, they've just managed to boost the man's popularity as he actually is able to play the victim of the machine. Because I've said this about Donald Trump. He's a racist old lady. He's a little racist old lady. And if you just let him talk, he becomes unlikable. That's what happens. You let the guy talk, and then all of a sudden you realize, hey, this guy's not out for me. This guy's a buffoon. He's not going to take on the deep state. Hell, last time around, he couldn't even build us a wall. Couldn't get rid of Obamacare. Couldn't do nothing. You just got to let the guy talk, and then we'll be reminded of the fact of, hey, this is a racist old lady. But when you're screaming at him, you're yelling at him, you give him the opportunity to play the victim, and he does that very well. So, Just uh, at the moment, the way I'm seeing it, I think all these court cases are just going to drift away. I don't think Nikki Haley's going to hang in there till the end, and then they're magically going to put her in. I think that uh, Trump actually has too much support. He's too popular. All these little storylines that they tried to tease us with to make him paint him out to be a criminal so that they can remove him. I don't think any of them are going to stick. And I think behind closed doors, Donald Trump's going to cut the necessary deals that he has to cut so that he can just be back in power and the whole thing will just continue to march on. Can I say this is an absolute? Of course not. It's just uh, my most current thought process is just bet on boring. Everything exciting happens behind closed doors. All right, let's take a couple comments over here and then we'll get into our next topic. First is we've got Dave Whitmer coming in saying, what's up, Nutsack? Roscoe, classic, Robbie the Fire, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you as well. David Wimmer, can they kick the money can uh, is the question. What do you think, Nutsack? Cool, you guys are working this out amongst yourself. All right, one last comment and then back to the show. Also, so true, no one is held accountable and the world just moves on. Stoicism is key. Just worry about taking care of yourself and the people you care about. I'm okay with that. All right. Uh, today's show is brought to you by sheathunderwear.com, the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. If uh, you're out in the world, you're trying to improve your life. It starts from the nuts up. So go step up your underwear game. Get yourself some sheathunderwear.com. The only underwear that separates your balls from your nuts, keeps everything cool, calm, and collected. Use promo card RYM. You get 20% off the greatest ball uh, underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. All right. Let's take a look at our first topic for today. Oh, by the way, yesterday, as I was, uh, you know, thinking about bet on boredom, this was the in the uh, Wall Street Journal today. Trump seems less vulnerable to early legal knockout. And they go through all of his court cases. 
and uh, why they seem not to be sticking. There you go. Like I said, you know, sometimes the information I pull out of my ass is really quite incredible. So let's talk about Nikki Haley and her little Jedi mind tricks that she's pulling. She's out there going, I did win. I am a winner. Don't look at the results. I am actually, by the way, you know, she used to be kind of pretty and she's slowly turning into Marv from Sin City. Have any, have you guys picked up on that as well? I don't know what's going on that her jaw seems to like be coming really into its own. It's almost like her jaw got an erection or something. But anyways, she's up there and she's pretending like she won, which uh, that's a fun trick to play against Donald Trump to stay in the election and just continue to pretend like you're winning. Where Trump's sitting at home going, why is she pretending like she won? She lost. I'm very confused. Who would say that they won when they lost? Who would do something like that? Who would just proclaim them to be a winner, even if they lost? That's almost as bad as pretending like a lot of people showed up to an inauguration when there weren't even all that many people who cared that you were there. Who would do things like this? Who would just go around declaring themselves a winner when they're clearly losing? Who would do that? I love how much this is pissing Donald Trump off. I would, I, I say Nikki Haley sticking it to the very end and just keep giving better and bigger winning speeches at every single event just because it's fun. Get, get And go bigger with it. Get confetti. Make everyone look like an old school New Year's Eve celebration and really just sell it like you're out there winning. Doesn't matter how much you lose by. Just keep getting up there and giving speeches and going, we did it, everybody. We I can't believe we were managed to get through another state and successfully show. You don't actually even have to say the word winning. You just have to give these speeches where you go, everyone, what we did here was incredible. The support that exists for me is incredible. The fact that people finally realize that there should be a female president is incredible. The fact that all these people in this state are willing to rebuke Donald Trump and everything that that racist stands for is incredible. And then you get the confetti to come down. Then you get a whole organ, a whole church choir going, and you really make it a celebration of the fact that you lost. And do it in every single state and go bigger and bigger. You've got the money for it. You've got the deep state war machine behind you. You've got, you, you can roll out so much budget in every single state. If anything, maybe that's how you start winning is you start throwing these unbelievable glamorous celebrations for coming in second place. You get yourself a, a podium in every single one. You get someone to come up. You get someone to give you a medal. And then you throw these big, unbelievable, incredible parties. And then maybe it turns around and you start, you, you, you know, you just keep putting out into the world that you are a winner. And then people start uh, realizing how much fun you are. I like this. Just keep showing up. And pretending like you won, even when you didn't. Here, let's roll a little bit of the uh, footage of uh, Nikki Haley out of New Hampshire giving a speech like she won. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, I'm going to bump it ahead to the end because it gets more aggressive. Touching every hand, um, answering every question, being the last person to leave. And we had um, the most amazing thing happen is the second that we got the endorsement from Governor Chris Sununu. Oh, Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for right, checking out enough. ABC News next YouTube topic. channel. What else we got? If you'd like to get more videos, on, show producer, man. I'm flowing here. What do we got next? Oh, all right. We got to uh, listen to uh, the Carrie Lake phone call. And uh, Carrie Lake, she's a fucking pimp-ass baller. She's just sitting there calmly eating some nuts on a phone call going, yeah, well, who wants me out? And why do they want me out? Okay. And so what is the offer? And she's great because she records the phone call, but she just keeps saying, hey, you know, they should just support me. But then 
prying a little bit just to get this guy to give a little bit more information up. And does this not guy not sound exactly like what you think these conversations must sound like behind closed doors? I mean, this guy is a movie character of a slimeball politician going, listen, I just, I'm just doing you a favor here. I just want to give you a call and I want to let you know that uh, we can really make this work for you. And we're not saying that we don't support you. We're not saying that you wouldn't be great. It's just for a couple of years, we would love it if you could be on the sidelines. And uh, if you could just tell us what job, what amount of money it would take for you just to spend a little bit of time on the sidelines. And, you know, things might not be that great if you don't go to the sidelines. And listen, this isn't I'm just the messenger here. I'm just trying to report to you that you have an opportunity for greatness, because if you'll work with us, there's a paycheck for you. and still an opportunity down the line to pursue the dreams that you're interested in. How many times I bet behind closed doors, this is what every single conversation is like. And that's why I was saying bet on boredom, because the uh, Donald Trump wheelings and dealings will happen behind closed doors. I'll get that phone call. Hey, you can be in office, but you got to put this person as your VP. You got to put this guy as your secretary of state. Hey, if you don't want us uh, opening up this file, you don't want us doing this, you're going to have to play a little bit of ball. So let's uh, let's play the tape. You guys can tell me how the sound is, and let's give this one a listen. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Oh, no, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, this conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is right. Don't, don't go. I'll get myself in trouble. This, if you if you say no, which is fine, it's your choice. Don't tell people. They're gonna have try to have me murdered. Saints world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, I mean, they see the cartels operating in fifty states right now, like all fifty. So, so what what what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. I just say there are people calling. You got to love the greasiness of the guy, even just the tone of his voice. Listen, forget the who. We're not going to talk about the who, but let me be the messenger here. Let me tell you the what. And by the way, remember, we've got cartel people in every state, ones that we snuck over the border just for moments like. Calling around. No, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't because I got offered to buy out. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't use it. Because then we lose our ability to get things done other than in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team, I guess that's you know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But Just team, you know? But if they're pushing a global... Isn't this fun, the way these slime bells talk? Where they, it's just pure pivot and sales. So they want to control me. Well, they don't want to control you. They just want you to play on their team and do everything they say. But that's not a control thing. 
They just want to know that you're with them and that you're going to play ball with what they want. But we wouldn't call that control. That's not what we're talking about here. Most agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want to stay out for two years. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I can offer you. But um, I said, you can do whatever you want. The talking head is. So the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is, has to stay between us. Is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the by the way, doesn't the ask I got from back east just sound so mob? Doesn't this feel like right out of casino when they're talking about the bosses back home, back east? Hey, listen, I talked to the people back east and here's what they had to say. This is some real mob shit. And I love how like uncomfortable he even is doing this where he's got to be real greasy about it. And he goes, well, let me tell you what we can offer you. Let me at least just tell you what there, there's some good here. Let me tell you what we can get for you. Hey, keep her out. And I said, well, what do you want them to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. I, mean, you know, I love Trump. I mean, I love Trump. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not. But at the same time, I'm not even sure Trump can win. I don't know if he can I think what it really comes down to for a lot of people, it's not only about like control or agenda, it's just about the ability to raise money to win. You know, if you really want to know, all of politics, politics falls down to money. I think. Mm -hmm. And even on their end, like what makes them the most money? So, I know these all these consultants don't want their their payday to end, and I don't want to make a deal with these kind of people. This is a hill worth dying on. I am sure, not, if they're going to steal the election to make me and our, our movement go away, I'm not letting them do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona or to carry their torch and their voice. Or you don't go away. Or you pause. This is the battles right now, Jeff. Enough of that, but you guys get the point. And I think that these kind of wheelings and dealings and conversations are happening behind the scenes all the time. All right, let's let's uh, let's take a couple comments. First, we've got Benjamin Fain. Please cover that bald spot with a beanie hat or something. Hell no. Real men embrace their baldness. They boldly stand before their cameras with their beautiful bald faces, even if they've got shiny lights to try and balance them across the green screen. Are you trying to turn me into a lesser man, a person who hides his aging in his form? Hell no. Not for one second. Exactly, Slum. This isn't Tim Pool. We embrace our baldness on the Run Your Mouth podcast. Uh, Slum, forget the who. Uh, close the ad so I can read the subtitles, dude. Um, I don't think there are subtitles. I don't even know what you're talking about there, but okay. Uh, maybe I've been playing too much BG three, but she should have played along if she should get more off uh, info. I'm okay with that. And one more comment. We got to see a collab with primetime 99 in Dallas. I would love to next time I'm down in Texas. Um, I, uh, I like what that guy does. I would, you know what I'd really love to do is play, uh, play a character with him at one of those, uh, hearings that he shows up to. I like everything he does, but that 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 still is the absolute best work when he's uh, shown up in character 
and talked about. Or I'd love to maybe get into the love triangle with uh, him and the uh, black uh, lover of his wife. Um, I would love to hang out with that guy. I met him at Skankfest. He was real cool. Didn't talk to him all that much, but yeah, that would be uh, it would be fun to, to do something over there. All right, next topic. Let's go. Come on. All right. So let's get into the uh, Texas border shenanigans that's going on. And uh, one of the things that I'm enjoying is that somehow the Biden administration is trying to sell us on the idea that the barbed wire fencing is getting in the way of controlling our border. For some reason, the border would be in a better position if it was just that area was left open. For some reason, they are trying to convince us that an, uh, an item that is hard to maneuver through is actually making the country less secure, right? If you had your back lawn, you didn't want anyone coming into it, and you put up a barbed wire fence so that no one could easily get in or out, for some reason, your backyard would actually be more exposed. That's that's the argument from the Biden administration. They care about the border just as much as you and I do. They don't just want anyone coming in over here. And if we're going to put barbed wire between the people on the other side and our side, it will be easier for those people to enter. This is getting in the way of the Biden administration's more serious policy plans for how they can control our border. So let's give this a watch of Dookie grilling Kirby about what's going on. Thank you, John. Uh, Why are you guys making it easier for people to enter the country illegally? I believe we are. Why do you think we are? Well, you guys sued to cut razor wire that was put in place by Texas officials. So that the Border Patrol could actually do their jobs, but keep going. Well, you won in court, so now what? The Border Patrol Union president is saying the Supreme Court's decision is going to undoubtedly encourage more illegal immigration. Do you guys know better than the Border Patrol Union? The Border Patrol needed access, and that's why we sued to get rid of that uh, razor wire, so that they could do their jobs. And you know what would also help them do their jobs, Peter? More Border Patrol agents. There's an idea. And if you go back to the supplemental request that we put in, there's money in there for some 1,300 additional Border Patrol agents. We want to help them do their jobs. We want to give them more resources. And the answer we kept get, keep, keep getting back from House Republicans is no, no, no. Does razor wire work? Does razor wire work for what? Does it work for the Border Patrol to allow them to have the access they need to be able to uh, to better process people that are uh, trying to get across the border? I don't think so. And that's why we asked for it to be removed. But what does border wire work to better process people? So you're trying to get more people in. Is that what you're saying? The agenda is that, is that literally what he just said? The agenda is we're trying to get as many people in as possible and we're trying to process them. And if there's some sort of an item that's actually keeping the people from getting in, then we can't properly process them. So the goal of the Biden administration is to process as many illegal immigrants as possible. And if the illegal immigrants can't actually enter the country because there's something getting in their way, that's getting in the way of us processing the individuals. I think that's literally what he just said, is that an item that would keep people out will get in the way of the Border Patrol being able to process the people into America. Let's continue is the president's plan. This is happening just weeks after 300,000 people came into this country over the southern border illegally. The razor wire 
officials down there think was keeping some of them out. And you guys just sued and won to remove it. On, on behalf of the Border Patrol who needed, who needed to have better access to it. Look, let me go back to your other question. And I, I, I know I'm running short on It's quite a spin. It's quite a spin. You've got people pouring over the border and you want to keep them out. They put an item in the way of these people coming in. The Biden administration goes, we need to remove that item in order to secure the border because the Border Patrol needs access. What does that mean? The Border Patrol needs it to be, what do they need access to? What is there? Is there like a magical like wall underneath? It's like there's a hatch there. And if they could get the access to the hatch, then the actual better wall would come up from the ground. But what happened was when they put up the barbed wire is they prevented the access to the hatch that will allow them to actually secure the border. It's a hell of a spin. All right. So let's take a look at some more of what's going on down at the uh, Texas border. You've got 25 Republican governors back Texas and escalating border standoff with the U.S. government which is fun. You've got, uh, firstly, I guess the Supreme Court, they didn't give us a reason, but for some reason, they said that the federal government has the right to keep Texas from putting up its own items to secure the border. I don't know why the Supreme Court made that ruling. They didn't give us any reason, but for some reason, they decided with the Biden administration that Texas needs to allow the federal government to come in and remove this. And then Texas basically said, you can go fuck yourselves. We're keeping this stuff. You know why? Because there's an invasion here. And you guys, uh, I, I should have actually pulled up the exact note, but either there's an invasion into our country. You guys aren't doing your part. And you can't tell me that the founders of our country want all these people pouring over the border and wouldn't even let us put up a fence to keep them out. Right. And so now you've got 25 other governors going, we support Texas. And I think that this is going to be a win of forcing the Biden administration to actually come in by force, remove the barbed wire, and then explain to us why that was better for the border. I mean, you're really like we're really going to get a look into just how open the Biden administration wants that border. When they forcibly come in, they take down the barbed wire, they replace it with nothing. Hopefully someone just puts up a 24-hour camera of where that barbed wire was and how many immigrants just start pouring over after it's removed. Just a 24-7 cam, get a little counter going right then and there. Maybe we can get broadcasters on the border and you can do it like a sporting event and tell you about, oh, there's another one just crossed the line. Maybe you get you can get out there, you can start doing touchdown dances every time someone else comes into America. Maybe we can get trackers like they do on uh, on wildlife and you can see how far into America they make it. What kind of processing centers that these people go through? How are they possibly going to sell that to the American public? Would they forcibly go in there? They remove a makeshift border wall, replace it with nothing, and then just people start pouring back over it again. So I think that this is a win. I think actually uh, pushing the Biden administration to the point where they have to show up with the military and pull this thing down to replace it with nothing and really show the American people how important it is to this administration that that border remain open. I don't, I don't think that could possibly be a win. And I like forcing government's hand to actually exert its full authority because you guys remember during COVID what they did, they go, we didn't force you. We didn't force you. Sure, we threatened your company, which then threatened your job, but there was no force here. So it's good to actually put it on the line 
and make them go, yes, we did force you. We do rule over you. We, you are not allowed to have a secure border, even if that's what you want, even if you're in your own independent state, even if this is what every voter in this state wants or the federal government, we are your overlords and we are going to show up and we are going to dictate that you have to allow these illegal immigrants into your country. I think that's good. Now, what I think uh, Texas should do in return is uh, they should pull Bugs Bunny moves. They should take down the uh, take down the barbed wire, put up a fence, take down the fence, put up some spears, take down the spears and then put up like poles that are real slippery and stuff. And then you take that down and then I don't know, maybe throw some wild animals out there. You take that down, you put up some mines, you take down the mines, then you go back to a fence with a different style of barbed wire, just Bugs Bunny tricks. Then you get a catapult. People come in, they catapult back or a slide system. You come in and then a thing opens up and boom, you're back on the other side. And you're like, damn, I just worked so hard. Maybe even a water slide. So it's a good time until you get up back on your side or something. I can't think through all the possibilities of what we could be putting up there. But I'm just saying, you take down the barbed wire, you put up a fence, you just keep putting up new items every single day. You know, they got to go back to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's got to be in like, shit, we have to pretend like we're going to rule on this thing again. Uh, once again, we have to tell them that they have to take that thing down without any reason for it and just keep putting up some new item. I don't know. We can get funding for this. The Bugs Bunny Border Fund of America, where uh, every single day we put up some new item and let the federal government come in with its bulldozers and take it down. And on that note, I did appreciate this, but apparently um, the move does not, the adding, well, let me read the line. This is from BBC. The move does not appear to violate the Supreme Court order, which granted permission for the removal of existing wire while saying nothing about adding new barriers. So there you go. It's within Texas's right that it could just keep adding more and more barbed wire for the federal government to have to come down there and take down. And by the way, while the federal government's down there taking down barbed wire, uh, that might be a pretty secure border. If every single day the federal government's got to show up and they got to take down more barbed wire, how much footage can you have of people just crossing the border while the federal people are just there letting them cross and removing the barbed wire for them to do so? At what point does it look like the people standing outside of a club and they're just moving like the red ropes so that people can come in? Where, you know, every single day, the Biden administration's down there removing barbed wires so that immigrants can just walk straight into the country. That footage can't look good. So there you go. Apparently, you know, they ruled that the barbed wire had to come down, but they didn't make any ruling about Texas putting up more barbed wire. Uh, this was another line from the BBC. The Justice Department has argued that the fencing hampers the work of Border Patrol agents and that it poses a danger to both migrants and law enforcement. Some of the illegal immigrants have cut themselves on the wire. That's the danger it poses is that people who will ignore the fact that there's barbed wire there might get into. Isn't that the point of barbed wire? It's like I have guard. If I have guard dogs on my property and someone illegally enters my property and they get attacked by the guard dogs, isn't that the point of the guard dogs? Is that so that other people don't try it and then they know don't do it and then it doesn't get it doesn't get done anymore? Isn't that isn't that the, the the point of it? All right. I think I had one more article on this guy. This is from the Daily Mail. Texas National Guard puts up more razor wire Shelby Park and Eagle Pass after SCOTUS ruling that Border Patrol can cut the barrier across the southern border. Um, so there was one line I wanted to read on this. Federal officials claim it endangers safety and gets in the way of rescue efforts, while the state says it stops the flow of migrants. Um 
rescue efforts because like i've said it sounds like they're trying to process as many people in as possible all right let's take a couple comments move on to the next topic but before we do let's plug our loyal sponsor of the show yokratum.com home of the six dollar kilo if you are into kratum products there's only one place in the entire world that you can get an entire kilo of kratum for just sixty dollars so if you're into the kratum stuff you want to get it for the best possible price go to yokratum.com home of the sixty dollar point all right let's take a couple uh comments here first we've got please usually listen to these podcasts never watch live totally different experience wow well you know for everyone out there come check it out robbie the fire uh you make a good point about naked force it's so frustrating hearing leftist line crystal ball deny that the vaccine was mandated while at the same time calling all employment exploitation all right and then slum rescue efforts all right moving on to our next topic uh, we've got the court case of Gene Carroll, number two, $10 million on the line. And uh, so you had, in this case, Donald Trump stormed out. They, they the, the lawyers got back up there to talk about how Donald Trump had sexually assaulted this lady. And then she's out there defaming. And Donald Trump said, I won't stand for this and stormed right out. I've talked about this case before. I will continue to talk about it. It drives my OCD absolutely nuts, which is how is there not a criminal case to determine whether or not Donald Trump, well, it turns out didn't even rape because his penis was too small to have sex with her in a closet. So I think he just like peed on her and left or something. I don't even know what happened because for some reason, the jury, it was a rape case and they decided that the rape didn't happen, but she that she was sexually assaulted. So I don't, I, I'm still left wondering what even happened in this closet. What went on? Was his penis too small to breach her vagina in that kind of a setting? Or did he realize, hey, I'm not actually this much of a horn dog that I can successfully have sex in it? Like he thought he was that cool. He thought that he had the uh, the mojo for having sexes in, 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 in closets. And then it turned out he didn't even have it. But then this lady, the whole thing's very confusing. I just don't understand why a known sexual assaulter in the state of New York is able to run for president, isn't in jail. But for some reason, we live in a gray area of did Donald Trump sexually assault this person? I mean, why? Why is it even a secondary defamation trial? What is wrong with our court system that if a court labels someone as being a sexual assaulter, that they can then get up and go, well, I didn't do it. And we could all go, well, I think the guy didn't do it. You know why? Because there's no criminal prosecution here. You would think if the state of New York actually viewed Donald Trump as a sexual assaulter, there would be some sort of a criminal penalty beyond just a payment to this lady. Isn't that what leaves us all kind of scratching our heads and going, well, I can't really be true because wouldn't he be in more trouble than just having to make a payment? And is it possible that that was a jury of people in New York who were just like, hey, this is fun. We get to get some money from Donald Trump to this lady. And then we get the news being able to say forever that Donald Trump is a sexual assaulter. I'm almost confused why the, why the news doesn't play this card even harder every single day. If I was the New York Times, Donald Trump, known sexual assaulter to the state of New York. It's all isn't it weird that they're not playing that card more that even the mainstream media, they like to repeat things like crazy. Think about how often they were uh, saying that Donald Trump was a Russian asset. And that one turned out to be not true. This one's technically true in the state of New York. Donald Trump is a known sexual assaulter. I don't know why he's still around allowed around kids. Maybe shouldn't we be asking that of the government? If someone's a known sexual assaulter, shouldn't they have to like be on the registered sexual uh, predator list or something? I, I mean, is the is the does the government have no culpability or liability if no one's been to jail? They haven't been reformed in any way by the state, and yet you just let this guy can, uh, is he still allowed in department stores in the state of New York? 
Aren't you putting other shoppers at risk if you know that this man is a known sexual assaulter and you just still let him peruse the uh, lingerie section in high-end New York City department stores? But anyways, this court case is still going on. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how we can live in a world where it's, uh, I guess, left open-ended uh, as to whether or not Donald Trump is a sexual assaulter. And the cases are particularly weird because he doesn't get to defend himself. He, they, they, they let him on the witness stand for two minutes because he's not allowed to actually say that he didn't do it. He can't he can't get up in front of the jury and go, hey, the last bunch of juries were uh, bad and this incident never happened. And so I guess he just has to show up in court so that he can keep under breathing to and trying to get away with it right in front of the jury. I, I didn't do it. I just I, I, I know they're saying I did it. I totally didn't do it. No, judge, I didn't say anything. I, I didn't do it. I didn't say anything. I'm just sitting here. I'm I'm behaving myself. I didn't do it. I'm behaving myself. I'm totally behaving myself. Didn't say anything other than I didn't do it, but I didn't say anything. Uh, Biden dispatches CIA director to negotiate major Gaza ceasefire deal. I think I just snipped this one because I've been trying to say that everything's boring and everything interesting be happens behind closed doors. Israel tries to rebuke genocide charged by B, by declassifying cabinet decisions. This is such a childish, 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 clearly lying play. Isn't that great? You get accused of genocide and you go, well, look, we got these classified documents that say this is definitely not genocide. And look, I got another document that was previously classified that said that we totally love these people, except for the ones that were the terrorists. And we're clearly not trying to hit anybody else, even though we're using untargeted missiles because it's the only thing we can do and what's definitely not a genocide. Oh, look, there's another document that was classified and it's from the exact guy who was on the news saying we have to kill all these people. But then in the classified document that you guys weren't able to see until we got in trouble, it says, oh, I actually totally love everyone in Gaza. And I'm hoping that once this is resolved, that we can get them their own state and that we can send them more, uh, uh, more water and more food. And that perhaps we can even make them a pathway to citizens because I love these people. I just dislike the terrorists. And look, there's another classified document here that is talking about, oh, look, titled once again, definitely not a genocide. How can you guys possibly be accusing us of genocide when we've got classified documents right here that says clearly not genocide? We're going to skip that one. Uh, this one's interesting. Worth being aware of Peter Navarro. Uh, the one thing that was interesting with this guy is, firstly, I think he was totally wrong on China trade stuff. I think he was kind of uh, hawkish on that. From I'm going off memory here. But I do also remember that early on, he was listening to Fauci and said, this guy's a total kook. You got to get rid of him. Uh, but he was actually going to jail for ignoring a subpoena. And uh, that's interesting because remember, Hunter Biden just ignored a subpoena. So it would be interesting to see if we see cross the board enforcement of ignoring subpoenas. Um, and it's interesting that he's actually going to jail for it. This one's out of order, but you got uh, Jean Carroll looking like she's really enjoying this process. It seems like uh, damages for defamation are hard to claim when a person seems to uh, greatly enjoy, I guess, being able to show up in court once again and talk about the incident that they view as being horrible. Um, all right, let's do one more. Uh, well, actually, we'll do two more topics here. A new wave of nicotine products comes under scrutiny. You've got uh, Chuck Schumer going after the Zins, which uh, I got to be honest, I've become a big fan of. And they're trying to say that uh, the kids, they're taking the Zins 
And listen, I, I'm not advocating for drug usage amongst the minors, but talk about the world's most boring drug. Firstly, I like Zins because at the moment they're guilt free because they haven't been around long enough for us all to know that our gums are going to fall out. Sure. Am I going to be on a commercial in the future holding my own gums in my hands going, I thought that these things were safe because they weren't actually smoking. And then suddenly I could get more work done and not want to spend my entire day anxiously eating cookies and masturbating. And I thought I found the cure to all my ailments with this completely boring and benign drug that's really not all that fun but passively will just let you be able to get more of the things done without being in a complete and total maniac. I mean, talk about some boring kids. I, I'm a big Zin fan. Dude, before sets, I'm, I, I, I be plowing the Zins. Watch part of the problem now. I went from like one to I'll be stuffing them into every single gum every single 10 minutes. But what are you, what are you trying to get the kids off the Zins that they'll just get back on the Ritalin? Have you, have you done the long-term health effects of that one? Nicotine's an interesting drug. As is like, can we just get cocaine leaves? I feel like, you know, amongst all these stimulants, it's probably even better than coffee. Just make yourself some cocaine tea, take some Kratoms, throw some Zins in your mouth. You'll be the most productive person in all in the entire world. And we're not going to know whether or not that's a dangerous combination until we let people do this for 50, 60, 70 years. But get them off the junk food, get them off the booze, get them off everything else, and let's see what's actually better or worse for you in the long run. There's no, these guys can't, don't take the flavors from the Zins. Usually I'm impartial on this, but like the, 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 the this one seems okay. I, I don't actually know. I've done zero homework, but I can tell you smoking that you know that smoking's bad for you. We all know that smoking's bad for us and, and, and smoking's addictive in a different way than, than these are, or the vape pens. And then the vape pens came around and they told you it was better than the smoking. And I found that that was way harsher on my throat and lungs than having a cigarette. That was just my personal experience. I was, I was hitting those vape pens. You're like, what happened in the back of my throat? This feels like when I smoked Marlboro Reds in high school for the first time. But then these things came around with such a buzz. It was like you were fucking, that's like, you know, when you used to do like hookah in high school and you really get that fainty feeling and you're like, wow, this is incredible. Give me another one. I want to feel even more like I'm about to faint. And then of course, the second you, you know, you, you, you fall in love with your, with your newest and latest drug, uh, the kids. What are kids doing with this stuff? This is not a fun drug. What are you actually paying attention in, in school? Go out, smoke some weed, cause some trouble. This is this is adult stuff. This is once you've given up on having fun and you just want to live yourself a slightly more uh, regular and less chaotic lifestyle where you're like, you know what? Instead of uh, fiending for sugar, I'll throw one of these in my mouth. That's not fun. You're a kid. Go have another bowl of cereal. Go be fat. Go have floppy tits. Go enjoy while your stomach works. I'll never have another milkshake again in the rest of my life, okay? They don't tell you that when you're 23, 22, 16 years old. If someone's going to take you to like a Baskin Robbins or like a diner for a milkshake, go do that. You're going to reach an age where uh, you, you took a flu vaccine and now suddenly you're allergic to dairy and you can never have a milkshake again for the rest of your life. Enjoy your youth and let's not take this from kids. If kids want to turn into 40-year-old men, and have boring pouches that make them feel like they want to faint, but can also concentrate at the same time. This might be the world's greatest drug for kids. You don't have to take this one from them. This is this is this is a this is this is this is a boring tool for productivity. If kids are that devoted to doing well in school, just want to stand around, be bored, and feel like they're going to faint, why is government going to get in the way of that? All right, that is uh, that is our episode. 
thank you for uh for hanging out with us um no i'm not going to take any more comments but that's it we did it it's full episode probably be back on monday with another one next week might be monday wednesday friday might be monday friday i don't fucking know what we're doing here but uh thank you for hanging out guys if you're in the connecticut area i'm opening up for dave smith in bridgeport connecticut all weekend at the stress factory uh coming out the thursday night show was a lot of fun and we've got a live pod tonight uh next weekend i don't think i'm up to much anything and then starting to put together my own headlining gigs so more dates coming soon uh, I'll be doing Omaha, Nebraska with BK Chris, along with Kansas city. I haven't made the ticket link yet for Kansas city, but I'm looking forward to being back there. Those were, uh, highlights last year. going to party it up big time in Kansas city. Looking forward to that. Uh, and I think that's it. That's everything. Thanks for hanging out back shortly with a brand new episode. Have a great day, everybody do things, spend time productively.